It's me and I'm Dan. Welcome to the podcast with you and your rat. Welcome to Dan and the Creators. <laughs> What's up, and welcome back to another episode of Dan and the Creators. Today, our guest is my buddy Blake Talent. Blake is a touring and session multi-instrumentalist, engineer, and producer based out of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, Blake's recent work can be heard on records from artists such as Logan Pilcher, My Fever, Dustin Price, Petty Embers, God Bless Relative, just to name a few. I really had fun talking with Blake on this podcast. Um, he's a really, really cool individual that feels and expresses in a way that um, that I don't, and I really enjoyed talking to him and just connecting with the way that he thinks about music and life. Um, it was a really meaningful conversation, and I really enjoyed hanging out with him. Also, we did goof around quite a bit. Uh, we'll pretend this episode is sponsored by White Claw because, well, we had White Claw and made like a billion jokes about it. But anyways, thank you for joining us, and enjoy. Bitch. Let's run it. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> All right, man. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Dude, crack another one open. I feel like I need to crack another one open. How'd you drink that so fast? Oh, mm. yeah, sorry. Dude, you're a savage. <laughs> Whoa. Already already starting losing. This is amazing. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> no way. The best, I think. I think you're using you're saying that the wrong way. <laughs> so You've been back in town for a little bit now, right? Yes. Okay. Um, I got back in town more so within the past like month or so. Cool. Hot, like, um, and you were out of town for a little bit. Did did it feel weird coming back? Uh, yes and no. Um, it it felt like good to be back in town to like see all my old buddies. Um, it felt weird to see all the new apartments that apparently can pop up in like two months. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you you stay. Uh, you stay like on the east side, right? Yeah, I live in I live in Inglewood, like, right? Lower Inglewood. You don't have to be specific. I got you. <laughs> T- really tell good. the internet your address now. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, cool. Oh, if anyone wants to hang out, yeah, seventeen eleven <laughs> Welcome Lane. You're always welcome. Shit, man, this guy. No way, you're finding out where I live. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding, but I'm not telling my address. But yeah, no, that's cool. So, um. What's someone call it? That especially that area of town, it, it is changing quickly. Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like everything is changing quickly lately in the world. It seems like I feel. It, fair, I feel like fair. everybody is like catching up. Yeah. Since like pandemic, and so it's like okay, yeah. I don't know, like I, just me being mm-hmm. someone who I I travel throughout the southeast pretty often, and feel like every time i like run through there's something new going on right you know and it's just like it's hard to keep up yeah a little bit at some point it's kind of like yeah why even try <laughs> a little bit it can be defeatist yeah what what are some spots in the southeast that you like to visit regularly well i mean like de- depending on like what's going on in life it's like there are times where i'm in birmingham a lot or atlanta you know i spend a lot of time in atlanta um or, you know, my family's in Florida, um, and I have a lot of chosen family in Savannah. So I feel like that kind of creates like a circle yeah. Yeah, in yeah. South, southeast a little bit. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, Alabama's the straight south, right? But yeah, you're yeah. going into what part of Florida? 
uh, Panama City Beach. Ah, I mean, that's basically. Did I know this about you? That well, that's basically. I'm not sure. I don't think actually. I did. Yeah, no, that doesn't sound familiar at all. That's. Cool. I don't really talk about it a lot. I'm not Florida. I'm. I mean, I'm not proud of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Elaborate. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, like. I don't know. When people ask me where I'm from, I always just tell them I'm, you know, from Atlanta because that's where I was, like, right. raised initially. I remember hearing that yeah. from you. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, and, I mean, until I was 10. <laughs> but, I was formative years. I got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, like, you know, I'm, I'm just really not proud of, like, anything that's come from the state of Florida. Aww. And so I just... Florida's not so bad. Uh, it's okay. Dude, but the panhandle. Can we be Surfing's real here? Surfing's nice. Right, but the panhandle, it's not really Florida. <laughs> it's Alabama with a beach, dude. <laughs> right. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so. Would they try to kick your ass if they saw you with a white claw on their beach? I don't know what they would do. I don't I don't know what they would do anymore. <laughs> they would, like, uh, I don't know. I feel like any social setting I've ever been in in Florida where I try to be social with what is like normal there is, is just met with like being made fun of. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. yeah. That's or probably like, one of those things where like, I was talking with that about this, like I spent so much of my life trying to fit in the places where I was just never going to fit in, Yeah, you know? And then at some point you get older and you kind of realize like, okay, that's definitely embarrassing a little bit, but also like, at least I'm finally realizing it. So why do I care so much? It's just kind of learned to let it go. Just like, yeah, whatever. I'm never going to fit in here. So I'm going to stop trying. Yeah. <laughs> and I just not know. care. Yeah. I don't know. I, I wish I could go into that, like, kind of fuck it mode. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can cuss here, but... um, uh, Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I mean, like... My I mom's mad. Sorry, mom. I don't know if I've ever, like, been able to just go into that kind of mode and be okay with it, you know? Um, there's always, like, a sense of self-consciousness that like lives there you know oh to to, to be like i don't care yeah i uh, you know as much as i want to i mean like yeah that's a very I, human answer though to, to your to your credit you know i mean i, I think anybody if they were really honest i don't know i mean that brings me back to a memory i just had right now where like when i was in middle school in florida like i remember like going to school and I remember seeing so many cool kids that like skated and like they had dyed hair. And I remember I went to school one day and I told my mom I wanted to be cool. And she got, she like got me these like these boots from like TJ Maxx that look kind of like Doc Martens or something. And then she like got me like temporary like <laughs> red like dye for your hair. Yeah. And she was just like, just put this in, you'll be cool. And I remember like going to school and this kid just ripping me to shreds. Oh. Just like you are so fucking fake. Oh man. <laughs> like kids, dude. I don't know. Oh man. But that uh, that is, may also be a testament to how hard I try. <laughs> I mean, if anything, I I will definitely say like if you come out of that kind of adversity and you haven't like killed a fuck ton of people or like <laughs> gone insane like you probably have like a really good constitution because <laughs> as horrible well and you do but like as horrible as that kind of treatment is it you definitely there's like if you come out of it okay like to some degree there's an element of social 
uh, comfortability, I think, or adaptability, and then even just like learning to like you let some things go, whether they do or not. Like, I don't know, because I got made fun of a ton when I was a kid, like a lot. Yeah, and I feel like that kind of shapes. I was a bully kid for y- sure. You were a bully. Oh, like you got bullied a lot. Oh no, yeah, I was bullied. I yeah, I got yeah. bullied like crazy. But that, but that's the thing. When I met you, you seemed so comfortable, and I think a lot of people are not comfortable. Because they don't know what it's like to be made fun of like crazy. And I think once you've been like shamed like a ton, not that it's okay, but once you have been, you kind of, you can develop this sort of thicker skin that essentially just like learns to just kind of like, yeah, <laughs> it sucked when I was a kid dealing with that shit. You're an adult, grow up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kind of I mean, like, whatever, man. <laughs> for sure. I mean, I like to hope that it, you know, teaches you just how to be empathetic you know as an adult you know a little bit yeah which i work on all the time i still try to work on all the time for sure yeah like well that's probably an active practice too i'd imagine especially now shit just living yeah Yeah. i don't know 100 (laughs) percent empathy yay (laughs) dude i'm cracking up you better (laughs) why better why oh am i am i to sit here and watch you drink all how many are in here there's like, I see a thirty on that box. Is it eight thir- more? Eight? No. There's more than eight. One, two, three, four, five, six. There's twelve cans. And we're oh yeah, nice. There are eight more. Math, math is hard. <laughs> <laughs> I was horrible at math. <laughs> yeah. Dude, whether I was good or bad, you wouldn't know. Math. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right, you're, what are you snacking on? Blackberry again? I think this is blackberry right now. I went for strawberry. Okay, nice. Let's see what we're dealing with here. Is it okay? Fresca. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) Yeah. I think it tastes better than the blackberry one. Yeah. I'm stoked for mango. That's next. Yeah. Mango's coming out. Dude, my South Florida is showing. (laughs) Yeah. Mango? Let's go. Yeah, Miami, right? Yeah, dog. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Where I last lived, though, was technically uh, Hollywood, which is not Miami, but... A lot of times it's like saying That's like right. when you're like I'm from I'm from let's say you're from I don't know uh, Atlanta that great but if you're like or Nashville some people they live in Franklin and they'll say they're from Nashville right because it's easier to say oh yeah I know where that's at well yeah I always tell people Atlanta but I'm from Carrollton you know Carroll, right no one knows where I have no Carrollton idea where that is. is yeah no one knows is like, that it's, where is that though so that's like west of Atlanta ah, it's like cool. a, an incredibly small town huh. Um, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it's fine, man. That's um, amazing. But do you like, do you enjoy Atlanta? Yeah, I love Atlanta. Atlanta's dope. I love Atlanta. Like, honestly, like, live, you know, I lived in Decatur for a few years and, um, like touring and like playing for bands. And, um, that experience was wonderful. Just like, you know, going out with friends like in like five points and like east yeah atlanta and things like that and like playing variety playhouse and like uh doing what and just like immersing in that culture yeah um was wonderful yeah yeah, yeah. it was a good time that um what's gonna call it i want to ask you about like um like playing and stuff because i know you've got like a pretty like because i met you through kiko Mm-hmm. And you guys were playing together on stuff, and I know you've got like a pretty extensive touring background too, but I don't know a lot about it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I don't really know where it started per se. 
I mean, I think it started from like a band I became a part of when I was living in Florida called My Fever. Um, okay. And that kind of came about from, I don't know, like, you know, I went to like middle school and high school there and I looked up to this band called Lily White for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and those dudes were like, my heroes they were like a little bit older you know like they graduated a while ago but like they were doing some cool stuff if like culture could be created in florida <laughs> right which sounds weird to uh think that could happen but um <laughs> damn dog you don't like florida at all i can hate florida <laughs> oh man but um yeah um I was really looking up to these guys for a long time and um, I ended up like, I came up in like a church background, right? you know, like I feel like I like learned a lot of music in that regard, didn't learn much of anything else, (laughs) but um, yeah, yeah, I ended up like connecting with um, my friend Wes Hine who fronted Lily White and he was like heavily involved in church and we ended up like actually like working in this like weird like church studio situation okay cool yeah like and is that your first experience in the studio world per se mm-hmm. ah cool well i get well actually i guess in regards of like i don't know I, like that was a proper studio but when it comes to like recording and things like that i was always doing stuff like in my bedroom oh cool with like logic yeah like i had logic when i was like you know uh, somehow I found out what logic was when I was like 15. I don't know oh how. Oh my gosh. And just like kind of like started working yeah. on stuff. Had no idea what I was doing at all. <laughs> like messy as hell sessions. Like Sure, but probably really fun and creative, I imagine. I think I still have them. And sometimes I bring them up and I'm just like, wow, there's like some interesting creative things yeah. I was like going for here. You don't know the rules, so there's yeah. nothing to break. Exactly. I love and that. It's really interesting how like when you don't know the rules, you create these like sections of like something. Anything, and it's just like, yeah. I would have never thought to do that. Totally. Or whatever. I love that. That's cool. That's a digression. But um, <laughs> anyways, like, yeah, like this church had like a studio situation and um, I applied to be like an intern there. Mm-hmm. Um, and Wes was like the head of it. And he was like a hero to me. He still is a hero to me to this day. Um, and we ended up like working together pretty hardcore. Cool. And that was like my, my first proper Oh, studio i mean cool. proper ish studio experience i got you yeah 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 uh florida studio <laughs> savage <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so florida church studio all right, let's let's be jerks for a second so so florida studio to nashville studio we're gonna go there where do you where do you rate if a, if 10 is like insane right so uh 10 florida studio what is that on the nashville scale two <laughs> Dude, you didn't even think about it that's amazing 
That's so savage and funny. I mean, I haven't been to a lot of like studios in Florida. I'm specifically thinking about. You're just Panama thinking about that one. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking yeah, about the City. one in Panama City right. that was at North Star Church. <laughs> <laughs> For like, all of you to know, it's so funny. I was like, "Damn, there's Hit Factory down there in Miami too." It's like, holy <laughs> shit! Mike. No, no, no. I, Man, I have, your standards are crazy. <laughs> I have I have not recorded at a time. No, of, I, like, I got you. I got you. Yeah, nah, man, whatever. <laughs> That's so funny, though. Yeah, you're thinking about, like, that one spot, really, in particular. Yeah, I mean, that's but. the only place where... I mean, it was it was good formative ground, but, yeah. man, it was rough. Isn't that funny, though? Like, I feel like a lot of that formative or early things, you're like, they're, they're important or they're crucial, and you can be grateful for them and acknowledge them for what they are, uh, even embrace them, shit. But at the same time... Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's probably what a good sign of growth, right? Where you look back and you're like, ugh. Like, you, like I'm sort of cringing, I'm sort of embarrassed, but also I can't deny that this is what helped shape me, you know? Like, I feel that way about even, like, uh, older bands or, or, like, the first CD I ever played on is absolute trash. And I will not say who it is because I don't want to make fun of anyone, but it's absolute garbage. But for me, I remember recording that and being like, I'm making music that's going to be on a CD and my mom can like listen to it, you know, like I thought mm-hmm. that was so cool. Yeah. Like it's part of the journey, you know, yeah. to whatever this is or, and wherever we end up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, growth for sure. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. There, there are definitely like things now where it's just like, uh, like whenever it comes to anything I work on, it's just like, I look back and I'm just like, maybe I should erase that from the credits or something. Right. <laughs> you know? <Nah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe that makes, maybe that's what makes us even cooler. It's like, you know, finally, like one day you're, you know, writing guitar parts. it's all parts. about being cool. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> but you know, it's like it, it just not caring, like true, maybe going back to just not caring. You're like, yeah, so what? I played in that garbage band and today I play for Justin Bieber. What now? <laughs> That'd be kind of sick. Sure. Yeah, you know, I would take that gig. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, dude. So he has a a thing on Netflix. I watched like maybe fifteen minutes of it. Have you seen it at all? It's like a live show, but it was during the pandemic. I I haven't had time to watch a ton of shit lately. Oh, what's been up? Well played. Uh (laughs) Oh no. Uh, Dan, I'm sorry. I'm just so busy. <laughs> no, I got you. No, it's it's cool. Been though. sleeping, I, dude. Okay, jealous now. Damn. Sorry. No, I love it. Oh man, I have I have to do so. <laughs> I try not to be like that really annoying guy who's like, oh yeah, bro, but like with kids. Blah, blah, blah. But every time I hear someone talk about how they have to complain because they have to wake up at nine or something like that. I just like You're die like, inside a little bit. Well, yeah, I don't want to go there, but I definitely die inside a little bit because I'm just like, oh, if only. <laughs> well, just kind of like reaching I my arm like, out, just in in like slow desperation. <laughs> I feel like it kind of goes both ways because every person that wakes up at like 11 a.m. or 9 a.m. or like 1 p.m., like a lot of them want kids. You, know? you think? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I, I want to have like a family or like whatever. Pfft, I know. didn't want that I'm shit. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> Why? Oh, man. Don't be jealous. I'm tired, dog. Don't be jealous. <laughs> you arrested. I'm jealous of you. <laughs> well, we'll reconnect on this. Yeah, the dude. Next. The last time I slept in, I was on tour. What? 
the last time <laughs> yes the last time i truly slept it now my wife is really gracious to me like and it's very unfair in a lot of times uh because she's a saint and i she'll let me she'll let me sleep but that's like 7 30 you know and that that's because our kids have already been up for two hours which is yeah fucking insanity um but like so for us 7 30 is sleeping in but the last time I properly slept in, like woke up at even ten, I was on tour. Yeah, it's been where a long were time. you at? Uh, were, were you with Diarena? DP, yeah, Diarena. DP, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I said Diarena. You Sorry. said Diarena, yeah, which is funny. <laughs> I, it was like a mix of of diarrhea and the arena tour the arena dp our, our diana princess diana there you go <laughs> diana where were you guys at do you remember uh last show was somewhere in texas um i forget it was like one or two shows after our austin show i don't think it was houston it was like it was kind of a meh <laughs> like a oh, last um, like, a show yeah Gotcha. Definitely a mess show. Say no more, King. But it was really fun, though. I jumped off of this crazy high stack of speakers. Hell yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah dude. And um, <laughs> yeah, it was funny. My knees hurt the next day, but it was worth it. <laughs> As it always is. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think the one of the last times I saw you, I think I saw you guys play. Where was that? It was like the festival grounds or mm. something. Like uh, Houston Station for Houston. Yeah. Yeah. And we did that block party thing. And that band cool. ate all your pizza. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was good pizza, too. I was sad. Yeah. It was like five points or something. Oh, yeah. no. Dies inside a little bit. Yeah. Damn. Dude, do you still go to Crying Wolf a lot or no? Uh, Man, I haven't been to Crying Wolf in... I haven't gone forever. Like I said, I don't do shit. Since Nam. Holy shit, really? <laughs> wait, is that, wait, that's the summer, though. I mean, dude, I haven't been. Oh, you mean pre-pandemic, Nam? Uh, oh no, I was making a joke about Vietnam, but oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> damn, uh, I missed I, it. I have not. You're ready for fatherhood. <laughs> that was a good one. I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> I have not been. Um, I have not been to Crying Wolf in maybe a year before pre-pan pre-pandemic. Oh, okay, Excuse me. sure, yeah. No, I got you. Yeah, nice. I, I've just not kicked it there. Yeah, well, you, you you like Dinos, right? Like that's your spot. Yeah, uh, all one, the of them, one of them. All the bars with the D's. Oh, okay, so the Dive Motel is that one? Dive is cool. Really enjoy kicking it there. Uh, it's like Dinos, Dukes. Dukes is my spot Dukes. lately. Honestly, Dukes. Dukes. <laughs> the Sammy. That's that's on uh, Five Points, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Is that still behind? It's a new place now, right? Yeah, it's like a new like bagel. It's a delicatessen. Place. Yes, right? you are that, right. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. A delicatessen. Yeah, I, I feel like I remember that. <laughs> Yo, your boy fucks with bagels, bro. So anywhere there's like crazy bagels, they got my eyebrows lifted. You know what I'm saying? I love New York, but like I've never been like bagel eyed. Per se. <laughs> <laughs> You've never been converted? <laughs> Not yet. Well, I mean, more important question. Should I go there? Do you like bread? Yes, I love bread. You love I'm bread? I'm French. Oh, well. Fuck, man. <laughs> you should <laughs> like bagels. <laughs> All right. I need to go visit that spot soon. I, w I don't know. I've never been there. But I do think if, you, if you're if you not sure about bagels, 
I would recommend Proper Bagel on, mm-hmm. in Belmont. That place shreds. Okay, sounds good. Uh, they make they ha- they make everything there, like everything. Their cream cheese, their all of oh, their baked goods. Yeah, it's all in house, and they have like there's like a bagel chef, there's a pastry chef, there's like everybody does a thing. It's pretty dope. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, gotta check that out. Yeah, dude. There's still like always so many places here never ends. in town. Yeah, it never ends. Yeah, and it just grows and gr- it's like the universe. <laughs> There's more and more stars every day. <laughs> like the galaxy here just grows and grows. Yeah, and it's just like okay. So what's like okay? So you got your spots with the D's or whatever Dino's Dukes. What's like a new thing that you've tried that you've really enjoyed lately? It doesn't even have to be like food or whatever, but just something new and something new to you in town, whether it's new or not. Oh man, that's a good question. That's a great question. When it comes yeah. to being Look here in town. Man, that's been hard. I don't know. Don't, some, like, don't do some cool Atlanta flex, man. Oh, no. I would never. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> messing with you. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, I don't know, man. Like, living in, um, you know, when I first moved here, like, I lived in 12 South. And so, like. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, like, not on that strip, but, oh, like, okay. in that neighborhood area. Yeah. Like, kind of thing. And so it's just like, I feel like I've experienced a lot of town, but like there's always so much going on. I don't know, when it comes to something new, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I get it. You'll think of it when you're like in the bathroom tomorrow. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You'll be like, wait. <laughs> I know. We, Unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Let me see if I can rebuttal that with an answer myself. Uh, we found this new. This is a, such a lame dad answer, but we we knew about this park that's out in Mount Juliet. Not the biggest fan of Mount Juliet, but this park is fucking crazy. Uh, it has like zip lines, and there's literally three stories like slides that are three stories tall. Mm-hmm. It's like almost terrifying seeing your kids climb that high in like a metal prison and then sliding down the slides. But it's crazy. That place is kind of cool. Love it. Your kids get really tired. It's great. Yeah, um, I mean, when it comes to me, I, I feel like I'm such a homebody. Yeah. Besides, like the my small bubble. Yeah. That like I stay in, like it's just like. Yeah. I have like my super small bubble of like friends and like. Yeah. Places we all go to, and it's it's just all it's always like, you know, all the bars with the D's. You know. <laughs> well, there was that one time we went out, and we went to that. Remember those? We went like, to Mickey's. Or not Mickey's. We went. To we the, ended up at Dino's. We yes. were at Dino's. We were. We were. But we kicking started. It. We started somewhere else. Do you remember this? Mm-hmm. And it was really. Yeah. I I remember going to Dino's with you. Right, but before we were there, we went Crushing to a, a burger. Yes, dude. Man, their burgers are good. God, they're so good. Dude, Hunter Station, bro. Tell me you fuck with that spot. Oh, absolutely. Bro, absolutely. Hugh babies and yeah. my life. I mean, it, so it gets good. you through like a rehearsal if you need some sustenance. Absolutely. It gets you through. Hugh Babies is amazing. Yeah, it's, it's super good. <laughs> super salty. <laughs> makes your hands swell up. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Nothing makes me feel like a geriatric, like diabetic or something than eating at a place like that. And I'm like completely swollen the next day. Like, wow. I've never thought about getting health care until I eat Hugh Babies. <laughs> I like my my gloves don't fit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> My riding gloves, they're too tight now. <laughs> Dude, right? Yeah. <laughs> too much salt in my food. Yeah, Jesus. It's so real. <laughs> Man, I'm wondering, 
Well, did we go to Crime Wolf? Was that the night? Is that why? Is that why you thought of Crying Wolf? No, I'm sure we've hung out at Crying Wolf. When I we moved have. to town, I think that bar was pretty new, mm-hmm. and I remember. And you've been here for like longer than I have. I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I forget how long you've been here, but I've been here for seven years, so it's not crazy. What, what year did you move here? I don't remember. What seven years ago? <laughs> Is it 2014? Maybe. I, I was here in 2015. Okay, so, I mean honestly, the same time basically. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, not that much longer. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, I feel like Crying Wolf was like the thing to do. So we were there all the time. It was the thing to do for a little while. I remember going there a lot. Yeah. And then I just didn't. Honestly, man, I remember one day sitting in there and like, and maybe this is just like proof that I'm like now a dinosaur and I'm like way too bald to be cool. But I remember sitting I'm with you <laughs> <laughs> with your beautiful head of hair, you bastard. <laughs> It's full of gray, though. (laughs) Yeah, which is even cooler. (laughs) Dude. (laughs) I had, so, you know, I I told you I run the kids' jujitsu program at my gym. Yeah, yeah. The other day, one of the kids, like, seemed like really insecure, but he wanted to ask me this question. You know how kids can kind of get there, like, oh, Oh, what do you ask? uh, Hey, man. What's uh, up? uh, And he goes, hey, uh, Coach Dan. Uh, Yeah, what's up, man? He goes, hey, uh, your, uh, your beard. Yeah, man. You'll grow into one day. You know, he's like, no, 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 no. Hey, uh, like the, that color in it, like, uh, do, do you, uh, do, do you, do you do that to your hair? Oh my or God. Do- <laughs> Dude, I can I'm sorry. I'm triggered right now because I am so tired. This is a PSA for anybody who ever walks up to anybody at a bar who has gray hair. <laughs> Please stop asking them if they dye it. <laughs> I, you look at me, bro. <laughs> dude. Like. Probably all the time, right? Oh, my what God. What product do you use? I've had. Like, dude, I was born this way. I've had people, like, walk up to me and they're just like, that's so stupid that you do that to your hair. And I'm like, what are you, are you talking serious? about? Yeah, all the time. I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been going gray since I was 15 years old. Really? Literally, that's yeah. so cool. That's not, yeah. I'm not fucking with you on that. Like, that's amazing. I mean, it's weird. Uh, it's just something I have to live with. But like, it's weird that like that became a trend recently, where like people do that. Like, right? Yeah, it's or like whatever. it's like like cool now to do crazy colors. Sure. Or, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And like, it's very easy, I guess, to, like make fun of or like be like the ass end of a joke and like Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> no, jokes on them. Listen, I like so I the reason I laugh at that is just like, nah man, yeah, it just grows this way, you know, like I just kinda <laughs> laugh about it. It's like you know, kids are hilarious in that way. Uh but like I'm like when people ask are like, Oh man, so your beard's getting gray if I don't see a friend for a few years and like, oh whoa I'm like Bitch, I earned this shit. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is, this is wisdom. Dog. Honestly, that that's what I should start saying. <laughs> yes, man. Yeah. <laughs> I never thought of saying that. <laughs> yeah, dude. You'd be like, dude, come around in a couple years and be floating on a carpet, just standing on the ground. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> wisdom, dog. <laughs> be a fucking genie, bro. Let's go. That's cool, man. I think it's awesome. Whatever. I mean, gray hair club. Dude, gray, gray hair, hair club. Yeah. Clink. Absolutely. Yeah. Dude, don't join my other club, though. What's Bal- that? Balding early club. I kind of like the idea of like just shaving my head though. Sometimes, you know, if you're gonna rub it in, make sure I don't see you for a while. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I will say, in the summer, like, cause it, it it sounds hilarious or like probably made up, but my hair, it's 
stubble, but if it becomes longer stubble and then I shave it, I can notice a temperature difference. I can only imagine a beautiful full head of hair such as you have going to buzzed in the summer would feel insane. Well, I mean, like cutting it short, I mean, like any anytime you cut, you know, it's just like it's practical. Right. Having a shaved head is practical. Oh, dude, it's you know? utilitarian as hell. Yeah, absolutely. I spend zero time on my hair. Yeah. I got a, a brush for my beard. I go, sa, 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 sa. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Absolutely. That's it, man. Yeah. I wish I could grow a beard like you, honestly. Well, yeah, well. It's uh, not in my genes, though. That's okay. <laughs> it's a good thing you have a wonderful face. <laughs> it's okay. What if you had like a crazy lump on one side? You know, then you'd I be like, know. okay. Then I guess I would be. Uh, have a crazy lump on one side. I would have a crazy lump. Right. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, no, dude. I think I feel like uh, last. So I shave. I when I met Nat, I had facial hair to some iteration, and maybe two or three years ago, I shaved. I went baby face for like mm-hmm. the first time. For me, first time since high school. She had never. I don't even think seen I've it. ever seen you baby face. Right? Yeah, since it's I've like known you. it's pretty rare. Yeah, like unbelievably rare. Yeah, I've only done it since my high school life one time, completely shaved. And she was so weirded out by it. And I was unbelievably shocked by it because when I looked at myself the first time, I looked like my dad, which is very shocking for many reasons. Is that weird for you? Yeah, like in a a, a very juxtaposed way. You know, my dad's been dead for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. So to see, you know, I see him all the time in my head. Yeah. But to but to look and feel like I could almost touch him, except holy shit, that's me, was like very trippy. Like yeah. very trippy. And also, as you get older, yeah, I don't think we're not aware of ourselves in the way we'd be aware of our friend who whose hair changes color or who gets who loses a ton of weight and looks amazing, you know? Like we mm-hmm. don't see ourselves change, but we definitely start to look more and more like our parents as we get older, you know? And it's scary as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it was weird because I don't think I'd ever noticed that about myself, like how much I looked like my dad mm-hmm. until I shaved my beard off. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was just weird. Everything comes yeah. to the forefront mm-hmm. with that stuff. It's yeah. just like, and that's know. that like, you know, that's like one of those, you could definitely write a song about that feeling. You sure. know, it's, it's like a, all these feelings at once that you yeah, just yeah, weren't yeah. even ready for, you know? You can write a song about hating that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. You can write a song. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Like, yeah, that's real. You know, I, I feel like I haven't, like, been writing immensely in, like, thinking of, like, things like that or, like, thinking of anything. I've just been, like, I don't know. What have you been writing about? Uh, Man, I haven't done... Every, all of the writes that I've been doing lately have been with someone else. Mm-hmm. I don't really. I, do you have the ability to do that? The co-write thing. That's mostly where I thrive. I don't know if I can do it. Yeah, you're probably more of a real artist than I am. <laughs> That's not what that means. <laughs> I don't think maybe. <laughs> I think I'm just fucking weird. <laughs> no, I don't think you're weird. I think it's pretty normal. I think so. Like. One of my strengths, I think, as a creative is is as a collaborator. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good at taking, like, not I don't have to be the loudest voice in the room, mm-hmm. 
but when it's my time to kick the door down, I'll fucking put both feet through it, you know? I love that. Yeah. So, um, and I enjoy the collaborative nature. Like, I don't need to be the person who's driving the ship, like, mm-hmm. at all, you know? And so, it, in my, I've learned to really embrace that. Like, I used to have to be the guy who had the coolest idea or, or was, do, you know, uh, and then I learned, like, well, that's pretty not fun to be around or like uh for me it was like, just like in a way where like you were trying to be like a a a type personality yes, yeah like more of like the alpha male but like gotcha. alpha creative maybe that's like a thing we'll make that up or whatever <laughs> sure uh, <laughs> yeah and and so for me like in that scenario i kind of realized like wow either a i'm miserable to be around or b the ideas suffer because if my idea has to be the thing that wins what about the ideas that are better than mine? Because there's lots of mm-hmm. them, you know? Yeah. So I had to right. learn. I Once I really embraced that, I realized, like, holy shit, this is way more fun. Because, like, I don't have to be right all the time. I don't have to be the fastest guy in the room. Like, all that pressure to be, like, some super elite engineer, producer, mixer guy. Like, I just had to learn to shed that ideology of, like, I'm this – like, ironically, I think what made me more professional was when I realized I didn't have to – act like i was professional it's just like yeah, yeah like like yeah, fuck this man i'm gonna mess up a lot yeah i don't really care you know like Dude, i'm 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 with you you know yeah. like even just stumbling into ideas i feel like like um that creativity you have to be willing to trip and stumble along the way to find that beautiful thing oh, man i feel like i still have a hard time being willing to trip i'm just like <laughs> really <laughs> oh dude totally I mean, your uh, stuff is so cool though i mean thanks for saying that but i mean like uh, like i'm definitely the person that's just like i am so i'm a prepper to a fault do you I'm think that like, comes from like your background as a player like let's say you're playing for a sunday service and something has to be the same way service one to service two so sure. you're just like nailing the part because i i understand that for sure i, sure. I mean too. like yeah growing up in church like that definitely taught me a lot um i don't really r- relate to that stuff anymore but um but i'm just saying as a musician i'm not talking about yeah, like, yeah. spirituality or anything yeah yeah for sure it's like a potential like habit to be learned or pattern or something yeah 100 percent. i mean like at the end of the day like i'm just trying trying to create something super cool and like um whatever project comes my way it's just like right Do, I, I i prep to a fault to prep for like what i think like the person's gonna think of uh, or something right and then like when they're not in that mindset it's like a mind fuck <laughs> just you, like, so you weren't ready for it kind of thing yeah sure yeah, i could see that is there have have you is there a time where you found that to happen but you pivoted in a way that you were proud of yeah, um, I would say when it comes to my friends, um, they're from Birmingham, um, but they live here now. Um, they're they're actually actually releasing a record um, under Pretty Embers. Um, it's a cool name. At the end of this month. Um, Congrats, like, guys! <laughs> yeah, I think it's like October thirtieth. But um, those guys like um, definitely like nailed that in for me where it was regard of um like guys i didn't know super well 
Wait, I feel like we should go back to the... Let's go back. What was the question? Sorry. Oh, I don't remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Was there a time where you showed up expecting, like you had prepared ABC, expecting ABC, but instead you got XYZ? Oh, And then you yeah. pivoted successfully. Yes. So, yeah. These these guys from Birmingham, uh, Pretty Embers now, that are going to come out with a record, they... Um, they came up to my house during the pandemic as Headcase. Um, that was their previous band. And um, Cool names, man. Yeah. <laughs> See, they crushed in that regard. <laughs> um, for sure. But, um, yeah, they weren't living here at the time. Um, and we were... I was friends with a couple of members of that band. Right. But um, they trusted me to like, make their record. And that was a case where... The guy showed up and we all hung and like just ate good food and recorded some songs and it was like sublime. And I was expecting to, you know, work far harder than I did Yeah, during that time. I love that. Good. And I think that's just a product of the fact of like, you know, Ethan Standard is an incredible engineer. Um, Cameron Mitchell is an incredible artist, you know, and those guys are doing very important things. Mason as well. Mason, the bassist, Mason Thomas. um, That's a very important band to be on the lookout in Nashville. I I feel. Yeah. I don't know why they trust me with their record because I'm such a dickhead. <laughs> no way, <laughs> yeah. man. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, it was very um, unexpected to, like, work on their record during the pandemic. Um, and we were staying very safe during that time as well. Like, we literally only hung out with each other. Right. Um, but, yeah, really looking forward to that stuff yeah but so you essentially felt like yeah i'm not really sure and then it turned out to be like amazing basically yeah i feel like that's, that's how cool. i feel about I everything yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's always like i don't know <laughs> i mean there's definitely something to be said for managing your expectations i've learned that much like yeah. you kind of like um which sucks man that's the thing i hate about growing up is like you we call it managing expectations but like a kid would call it like not being excited anymore or losing like your sense of wonder mm. you know like like a uh, white claw there it is <laughs> like you know you slowly get less and less excited for christmas mm-hmm. and it's not even about getting stuff but like you lose the joy of giving something or or the joy of being together with the people that you care for that slowly okay. starts to wear off as you get older and Do you like being with your family for Christmas? Ironically, that is one of the few places in my life. We have a, a very strict no travel policy for Christmas. So it's like my wife and our kids, we stay here. We don't go nowhere. Nobody comes um, stay in I my house. I think I'm about to implement that rule yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, <laughs> As well, a single person who lives here. Dude, I mean, honestly, man, when we moved here, we kind of realized like, one, if I go anywhere else for Christmas, it's going to make it harder to make this my home. Mm-hmm. And two, I'm tired of traveling on a holiday. Fuck that. <laughs> I want to <laughs> rest. Yeah. 
<laughs> you know, sleep, man. <laughs> except, right. Especially when that time of the year, our world shuts down, mm. you know, with good reason. Yeah. And so it's like, wait a minute, there's an excuse to rest. And I'm going to like sit in a car for X amount of time. And, mm-hmm. and you know, especially when I was touring a lot, like I'm going to do what I do for work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not doing that. Yeah. No way. Screw that. No way. I'm going to rest, you know. So yeah. like I think like putting that into place, definitely I think having kids has kind of helped restore some of that because you see you have new eyes. Mm-hmm. I have the wonder that my children experience which helps me tap into the wonder that I once experienced. And it kind of ignites wow. that that feeling again of like I'm I can't like I can't believe I'm I am who I am even saying this, but it's like I'm stoked to hook my kids up with like we do like one crazy present. So like mm-hmm. a bunch of like a handful, like we don't do we'll do like maybe five things and they're all kind of little and then one like big lego set or something you know like whatever uh the idea of seeing my son's eyeballs roll out of his face from when he opens the wrapper on the lego box is so exciting you're such a good dad for doing that (laughs) i mean i i had a dad like that yeah so like just saying thanks man yeah yeah. well i mean nat's amazing too i think she does such a good job of like the kids will like this i'm just like yeah okay you know but yeah i mean that that like that feeling uh, is is I look forward to that now. Like mm-hmm. I look forward to. I mean, I don't know how much of this I'll get, but as I get older, I know I'll I'll get this. But like, just sitting down and and these kids are just tearing the house apart, playing with their toys, having fun, goofing off, mm-hmm. and I can just drink some Irish coffee and just like yeah, sure, like just chill in my my chancletas, bro, in the living room and just watch them have fun you know and just like lay low yeah it that absolutely to, that to me is like i mean does that contribute to like one of the best days of your life i think when the when the curtain starts to close you know and i see the lights fade out i think those will be a handful of those memories that kind of mm-hmm. scroll before your eyes for sure yeah absolutely. damn that's terrifying what death <laughs> yeah sorry no you're fine I think yeah, death death is a funny thing. Uh, I think what like uh, just like um, discovering the world, you know, like your worldview has a lot to do with it too. So it's like uh, your view of death has a lot to do with how you feel about mm-hmm. it. So that that's a whole other tangent in and of itself. <laughs> but Certainly. I did crack open this mango, bitch. I'm gonna try it right now. <laughs> Hell yeah! That's called a pivot. Hmm. <laughs> mm. I got bubbles in my throat and that hurt so bad. <laughs> but mango's really good. Good. Yeah, mango's really good. Do you ever have you ever had black cherry? Is that what you have right now? Strawberry. Oh, okay. Uh, I was gonna say we Bumble- had black Blackberry. Blackberry. That's not black cherry. Not black cherry. No, not black, the same. Black cherry is crazy. <laughs> I believe. Mango might be number two. Uh, love it. It's okay. It's coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I cracked this open and I saw you doing like double time on that other can. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry about that. No, don't be sorry. I'm just trying. I'm on a mission. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so um, stuff that you're working on right now. Because you're, so 
You travel a lot to play and you play in town, but you're also producing a bunch. What is something that you're uh, that you can talk about? Because I know some stuff it's not out yet or whatever, you know, X, Y, Z. What is something that you're working on now that you're excited about? Tell me, tell me, tell me. Well, dude, uh, as of late, it's like the Pretty Ember stuff. They were formerly called Headcase. Um, yeah. We worked on a record together um, that they're coming out with at the end of the, at yeah, the I remember end of this month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, outside of that, um, I'm really proud of some stuff that's already come out like earlier this year. Oh, cool. Um, might be Jalen Reyes, um, Dustin Price. Um, Wait, that name's familiar. I've heard of Dustin Price. They're Savannah people. Oh, cool. Um, they're incredible Savannah people. Um, like they're my best friends. Um, but outside of that, um, so okay, okay, okay. Production. When you're producing a record, is it common for someone to be like, "Hey, I have this body of work, X number of songs, let's shred," and then you kind of tackle it? Or is it like, I want to do, because singles are like a th- so much of a thing now. Or is it like, hey, I have singles. Either way, like, what are some of the things about like your approach to how you work with an artist? Talk me through your process. I think um, because I'm still pretty young in this regard, um, when it comes to the people I work with, a lot of them are very hungry. And um, I'm also a pretty hungry person. And so, like, these are all people who are, like, I have a record under my belt. And, like, I want to show it to you, like, kind of thing. So Um, so they'll come with essentially a finished product or the songs are written and they're saying, hey, man. So it it can come in – it has come in various ways. Um, It's been – you know, I have, like, these 12 – tunes Mm -hmm. fully fleshed out or it can be i have like seven tunes and i have like eight demos cool and let's figure it out yeah and um that's kind of what i've been working with a little bit i Um, love that so you're doing a lot of records like the whole thing eight ten twelve songs that's awesome more so full links yeah it's Um, amazing full links are hard bro i'm not very interested in singles or yeah. EPs. Yeah. Um, cool. I'm I'm very interested in like journeys with storytelling. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. You know, and I I think like a, a lot of my friends that I have like in the region are kind of like in that same regard. You you know whether that be like Jalen Reyes, Dustin, or like Sarah Shook, or like whoever. It's just like all those people are trying to create great records. Great yeah, songs. a whole um, thing, an album. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of where I live. Like, I'm, I'm not really, like, dude, I'm not the person that like you're gonna like plan in a fucking room and like co-write with someone for like a single. I fucking hate that. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you gotta know what you like. Yeah, that's like, amazing. I'm not gonna be that person, but like, I, I really. In- I really enjoy like hearing about like seasons of someone's life. Yeah. And, like, well, where does that come from? You know, it's just yeah. like, let's figure out, you know, if there's like 10, 12 songs in that. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. 
Um, so that's kind of been what I've been working on recently. I love that. Um, Let me ask you something because I, I, I don't – I'll try to ask this in a way. So, yeah, John Foreman, the switchfoot guy. Mm-hmm. He did... Dude, Tim was over at the house like two days ago. Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Over in my place, yeah. <laughs> I love that. What does he play in that band? <laughs> Bass. Oh, cool. <laughs> I don't know. Your instrument. Or what you play for Diary of a Plan, at least. Yeah, I know I you play, play a lot of yeah. instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I play bass, yeah. No, bass is my primary. Okay, gotcha. Like you. when I was playing, like when I played in DP or when I was like MDing for like country artists or anything. Like if you call me for the gig, you want me playing bass because I can get by and I'm way better at guitar now from producing mm-hmm. and all that shit and keys, sure. But like live, you want me on bass. Like mm-hmm. that's the the thing I don't think about. You, you know how it is. Like yeah. when you play guitar, you're just like, fuck it, yeah, whatever. And it's all awesome. Creative. You know? Yeah. yeah. But when – but so when you get the call, like that's the thing. So I'm playing bass. That's what you want me on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so – so okay, so John Foreman, I remember he was one of the first people. I've heard of tons of concept records, even in the scene. Um, gosh, what was the name of that band? It doesn't matter anymore. But uh, that I've heard of concept records before. Even dude, Andre Three Thousand with the Love Below concept oh, record, on. dude, yeah, amazing, absolutely. amazing. <laughs> um, but that's not like a very common thing. And I mean, when it comes to like concepts, I I guess like this record wasn't really like a concept it was more like a well it wasn't concept but it was also a play but like the roots like and then you and then you kill your cousin that record oh okay are you familiar no okay but i think i'm tracking gotcha what i will say so to kind of circle back essentially long story short john foreman was in my younger years i remember when he made those seasons eps Mm-hmm. I remember so that. So it's like one, it's basically a very long record. Yeah. Because it was four. It like, was like fall, summer. Yeah, fall yeah, yeah. or summer or fall, winter, spring, summer. Yeah, right? yeah. In that order, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't matter. I think that's how the year goes, anyways. Yeah, yeah. Um, Something but like that. I think they were each like five songs. That's a 20 song full length, which is wild. Yeah, it's crazy and the memories you're bringing back, like saying that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. you know, John Foreman stuff and like Switchfoot was like so important to me. And then, Really? That's cool. Well, I, I kind of dropped off, you know, like I at mean, some point. But. That band was, what, what was the, we were mad for some, that song, whatever <laughs> that is. Live, yeah. yeah. That song. song was huge. Yeah. That bass tone's crazy. I mean, it's, you, you want to talk about great bass town andy prince Ooh, andy prince is crazy that dude's oh a savage God. yeah man yeah dude yeah, you man. want you want to talk about like somebody who is an important bassist right yeah. now yeah that guy yeah as you want, well as you it, nah, whatever man thank you <laughs> but i will i will say um i think my favorite thing about andy is just how like humble and approachable he is yeah he's chill he's an absolute savage mm-hmm. and he's so kind mm-hmm. he's the best that might be the most important thing really dude i look up to him so much yeah it's he's, crazy yeah. yeah 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 he's a good dude man i feel like um it's nice too when like your heroes are not dicks <laughs> yeah for sure for sure absolutely it yeah i mean it, it was like yeah it, it's super weird to like interact with people who are kind 
and you don't necessarily know who like how to approach kindness because like you're used to the stardom the opposite yeah, like yeah 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 like that guy that guy rules dude i will say that about nashville though like as a pleasant upside of like it feels to me that the the trend more often than not is approachability humility kindness Mm -hmm. you know like and every once in a while you run into someone who's kind of an ass and it's just like well okay man have fun (laughs) whatever dude (laughs) they're probably new here anyways (laughs) i don't know man (laughs) Oh, that was kind of my favorite thing about like my time in DP was like a lot of people didn't know I was in DP till after I played the show. And I really enjoyed watching people treat me differently after shows. I feel like I might be a result of that. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? I don't know. You never did that. Did I do that? No. Okay. But I've seen that happen to me a lot. I didn't think about you at all. Get out of here with that. Okay, cool. No, yeah. I was making sure. No, I, I mean, honestly, I noticed it most, mostly on tour. Mostly like, on I, tour. Like on the gotcha. West Coast or whatever where, where like DP is huge in like the Pacific Northwest or like California or whatever. It's like I would we would play shows and people know knew Mike, the original bass player. They didn't know me. It's balding, mm-hmm. you know, asshole who doesn't belong in that band. And then we'd play the Not show sure. and they'd be like, oh, hey, man. Uh, I feel like, like you were the basses they always needed for that band. <laughs> That's very kind. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's uh, a very fun band. But anyways, yeah, like, uh, that that is, in a sick way, a very fun thing to watch, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like... Like that thing of, like, where you recognize. Oh, yeah. It's like, show me who you really are now. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when I'm nobody, when I'm a stranger, I get X treatment. And now that you see, like, you've placed value on me hmm. because I'm, in your eyes, part of something that, that gives you worth, you treat me differently. Yeah, it's that thing of, like, why like, why is my bar tab so high? <laughs> yeah. why, 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 why am I not getting drinks bought for me anymore? <laughs> like, what's up? <laughs> like, kind of thing. Right. And then all of a sudden, it's like, Oh, the manager's got the bar tab now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. You're like, okay, man. Thanks. And you just walk away. <laughs> but whatever. What were we talking about? We were talking about... Um, <laughs> we were talking about... Um, White Claw. White Claw. And... This episode is brought to you by White Claw. It is. And you being in Diary of Planet. And you were like, well, I feel like... People treat me differently, and I no, said, "No, no, no!" Before that, we were talking about something before that. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. We were, oh, we were talking about records, and like the arc of a record, like a long, full length, mm-hmm. and kind of that being the world that you live in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like journeys with people. Um, well, and you write that way too, though. I try to. I, I'm I'm working on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you working on, man? For you, yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. Uh, yeah, l- like literally before I came here, it was like I um, I was working on masters for my oh for your stuff for my own stuff. Oh man, when we get out of here, you know you're gonna make me listen. I'm gonna make you listen to your music, right? <laughs> yeah, I would love that actually. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, literally before I got here, I was working on masters for my own stuff. Um, it's uh, it's eleven songs about um loneliness and just 
I mean, pandemic shit, but... Um, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, great time for art. Yeah, <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, I will say I'm really proud um, that there is a song in there about uh, choosing darkness, not because you know darkness, but because you want to fill a room. Interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting concept. Yeah, just like fake art kind of shit. Fake. <laughs> you said it. <laughs> That's yeah, funny. And I'll hold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll hold my own on that. But um, interesting. Yeah, I don't know. Is that more of like um, one of my favorite things about music is you can kind of allow like when you release a song, you know, into nature or the wild. Mm-hmm. People can interpret it however they want, and they get to have that interpretation. Mm-hmm. No one necessarily gets to be right or wrong. It's kind of the beauty of art. You tape a banana to a wall in a gallery, and it sells for $100,000, and it's like, well, you saw something there, but <laughs> bitch, sure. I just taped a banana on that wall. <laughs> this song is about, like, Seth and Hats being bullshit. About what? Seth and Hats oh. being bullshit. <laughs> Wait, for real? Uh, A little bit. That's amazing. Uh, the idea of like just getting a, not literally. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was following you there. I, I was mean, like, okay, like, sure. I, I, I'm just talking about like all the people that like move here to this town who write a sad song because they broke up with like one person or like whatever, buy a set and hat, get a coat on, and you write a catchy lyric. You do your thing has a million, you know, listens. Uh, And a lot of this record is about how fake that is. Hmm. And like, like, dude, you I don't think you know what it's like to like lean off the edge of a building on the edge of like killing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Which I have. Um, And it's a little like disgusting to see sometimes, I guess is all I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, like people playing the, the, the card of sadness almost feels like a mockery to like actual suffering. Yeah. And um, if you can say that, I don't know if that's a yeah, respectful I mean, way to say I, that. I mean, it, it's it, every time I see it in like a image or like a, interview it's just like it's not like constructive it just hurts yeah you know it hurts the people that i mean not uh, i can't speak for people i can only speak for myself but like it 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 just hurts me like kind of yeah you know to see a little bit um i'm sorry man it's fine i'm fine yeah i mean i get it I don't think people always do that, though. (laughs) Humans are selfish enough to not consider how that affects other people. I think all I'm trying to say is it's weird to see, like, sadness and despair as a construct of commercialized art. Oh, yeah, totally. But you got to remember, too, I mean... These assholes who sit in suits around the table making decisions for everybody, mm-hmm. they're not worried about your emotions. They just want to make money. Oh, I mean, but it goes, I feel like it goes further down, dude. Like, I'm not even, like, talking about, like, that. I don't know anything about the music industry. Do you? 
I don't. <laughs> I, I like. I don't. I know a couple things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about the music industry. Like I'm total creative, um, but when it comes to like these guys that are like coming up, it's just like like independent artists who are playing like such a role. And uh, happy Halloween to everyone who's listening, because uh, yeah, it definitely seems like a costume act. Right, I get that often. I've I this no shade, but I feel like I've seen that on the east side more than I've seen it anywhere living here. <laughs> and I live there. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me, I I hate it as much as I love it. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, you gotta. What is it? can't throw the what is it the bath out with the bath water or some shit like that you know something about a baby so yeah so yeah baby with the bath water yeah, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know white claw white claw <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah it's interesting dude how do you stay healthy on tour when you when you would tour what do you mean which what are we talking about so like um if you would uh go on tour with diary of planet um what um, what would you do to like stay healthy? Like, like when it comes to um, physically, mentally, everything. Um, I don't know if I ever got it right. If I'm going to be honest, but I think uh, I started. I had better accountability the longer I did it. I think I had friends. I had like, especially in DP, I had one friend in particular who really knew me. And I think. Did y'all have like dietary restrictions or anything like that? Um, <laughs> no, the opposite. So <laughs> when, when I was, when I was, so I was in a band before that and we, uh, we went on a couple of tours that were relatively extensive. Um, we did not have per diems. Uh, and we did not have any sort of like daily buyout or anything like that. So, um, we made money when we played a show and that was it. So I basically went six weeks with spending $5 or less a day on food. Mm -hmm. Uh, if I was to spend more, it would come out of what I made playing shows. And at the time I had one kid at home while my wife was home working full time. Damn. It's hard to not feel guilty when you spend 20 bucks one day. Sure. And you're only supposed to spend five. Sure. Um, not that Natalie ever put that pressure on me, but, you know, just as a dude trying to provide for your family, making shit money while you're out. Yeah, being a man. You know, spend, spending that money is, like, kind of tough. Mm-hmm. Um, so on that tour, I learned to not eat. And I was like the lightest I've been in forever. I came home at 198 pounds. I was like Damn. emaciated, bro. Damn. Yes. Yeah. Wow. And I, I'm pretty sure I left at 230. I like I lost, lost well over 30 pounds from just not eating. <laughs> um. So then fast forward, doing DP, uh-huh. that was not the case. We had per diem every day. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, and I would definitely, but I. <laughs> Except the pizza at that one show. Right, except for the pizza that was stolen <laughs> at the one show. No, but it was awesome because I would try to save as much of that as I could because essentially mm-hmm. if you can if you have X dollars and you spend half of that, you've made extra dollars over the mm-hmm. course of 
five days you can make an extra you know it's actual sizable chunk of change you know it's like half a gig or something like that yeah so um i try to live that way uh which helped me like portion control i think is always important so like if you're on a really good tour and there's like catering and all that shit i can see it becoming very easy to like just do whatever you want mm-hmm. you're basically do- but the problem is is you're mostly dormant the majority of the day like sitting uh, sit, around sit around and wait sedentary is probably the right word you're just doing nothing yeah sitting around Good waiting word. yeah yeah damn um and then you like shred face for maybe an hour and a half or something if you if it's that kind of tour or whatever mm-hmm. and then and then you're done which that, that can be considered exercise depending on the kind of uh tour you're on or whatever but so for me I mean, it depending tur- on the show Right, right. So for me, it turned into like managing like output versus input in regards to my physical health. So mm. trying to be trying to make better choices so that when a, a bad choice that I wanted to make presented itself, I would be okay making it. Like if I'm in New York and we're at fucking uh, oh, what's that pizza place that I really like? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Uh, there's quite yeah. There's quite a few. <laughs> there's quite a few. <laughs> But anyways, like like le- no, let's say we're at um, oh, Pokey's a good choice though. Either way, you spin it. But if I'm in Chicago and I'm gonna fuck up some deep dish, I don't want to feel bad about it, you know. So if I've if I've made a lot of good choices mm-hmm. and we've been gone for two weeks already, I'm not gonna think twice about crushing the hell out of some deep dish, you know. As one should. Right. So I think that was a good practice of like trying to make better choices. So. When it came time to make a bad one, I was like, good with it. You know, in regards to like food, obviously. Mm-hmm. I don't want to ruin my life. But, um, <laughs> at least, fuck. Uh, <sighs> but, uh, so with food. And then, um, I did, like, we, if we stayed at a hotel, I did like to get into the habit of exercising. The problem is, is like, bus call and what time you go to bed makes exercising really difficult if you're the only one doing it. Um, I have a friend who tours uh full-time right now like he's on a salary gig mm-hmm. and um it's definitely a different uh ecosystem in that world but he does like camp workouts yeah we're like every like e- like there's five people from the whole camp that want to work out so they do a group workout together that i would do that now mm-hmm. like if i were to go out and tour again It'd be really fun to like, hey guys, let's do some like hit workout or something. Yeah. So you have accountability in that regard, you know. I, You're like exercising. I, mean, and- I feel like that's me. Like yeah. <laughs> to it, like I've always been the guy like on tour kind of thing. Yeah. To where it's just like we stop at a gas station, and like the guys are like, I'm gonna go and get a hot dog, or like whatever, and I'm just like, I'm gonna run around this building. Right. Five times. Yeah. <laughs> and there then you go. like. Let's get to this gig. Like, yeah. Kind of thing. There you go. I mean, I think. You know. So I was just curious of like, you know. I traveled how with you the kettlebell did. for one tour. <laughs> oh, you, you did the kettlebell thing? I brought a kettlebell on a tour. Yeah. I didn't use it. How'd that, that much. work out? I, it was, <laughs> I didn't use it that much. <laughs> <laughs> I used it a few times. I think it pissed everyone off more than it helped, but. <laughs> Everybody's just like side eyeing you. <laughs> yeah. Every time we take like a really t- like death defying terror oh turn God. over like the. It's at White Claw. Over an edge of a cliff somewhere, a ravine in the Pacific Northwest, you hear it like slapping across the side <laughs> of the back of the van, or whatever the hell we were driving. But Sprinter uh, or 
I think I think the kettlebell tour was in a van. <laughs> 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 but it's cool. Whatever. Um but yeah, so like that that helps. And I think also like then when you talk about like your spirit and your mind, I did have one friend who really knew like just all of my shit, man. And if mm-hmm. it, if I ever got into a situation that was like, hey man, he I could I could feel him looking at me like, dog, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. And that's great. You need that. Someone who knows you. Yes, man. Yeah. Someone who really deeply that's knows you. Really like, important. Yeah, yeah. So I I would but the caveat that's really funny for me is um N D P Jordan named uh he named it every <laughs> we have this really awesome friend of the band in uh i believe she was in, yeah in seattle who would give us like we call them the bev bar snack bags and there, this is lady bev bar who is a saint uh and i love her so very much would give us just copious amounts of snacks i mean mm-hmm. a fuck ton of snacks do you just awesome like snacks. uh was like the jalapeno chips like kind of shit like bro a fucking bag of goji berries oh like bags of chocolate covered like peanut butter pretzels like just the craziest shit amazing and then like a whole stick of like cbd like muscle balm to like ease your aching I've never muscles con- <laughs> I, I feel like dude i feel like i've never consumed anything that was like cbd it's great should i i mean i won't tell you that but if we're going to pivot really hard i have a friend who has a cbd company and they make um i think a lot of it's horse shit uh, because I think legislation and the way uh, things get like like for approval through the government stuff gets kind of filtered out or whatever. But like my my buddy's company, they make a CBD tincture, like a a droplet basically. Mm-hmm. I use that to kind of help me sleep when I have a hard time sleeping, and it just cool. sends me to another dimension. It's great. Um, in a good way. Yeah, and it's like not hallucinogenic at all. It just helps me kind of calm down and rest. And then they make a cream for so like uh, there's a cream called Volterin that you can buy over the counter. Uh, it is a, a drug approved by the FDA that has a fuck ton of crazy chemicals in it, but it's it's basically like a topical ibuprofen. So it reduces okay. inflammation. Let's say I have a bad patella in my left leg. Every once in a while, I can feel my ACL, my patella, my MCL get kind of loose mm-hmm. from just training a lot. I we used to use Volterin to alleviate swelling in my knee Mm -hmm. and to help kind of reduce, like bring back full range of motion to my leg and make it easier to walk again. Um, I don't use that anymore. I use my friend's CBD cream because I put it on there. It's topical. It goes to the area and it just reduces and alleviates pain and swelling in the area. Um, So like stuff like that, you know? So should you do it? I don't know. Do you have do you have a hard time sleeping? I would recommend the one thing. I, I have a hard time living. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like let's say you like uh let's say you had a shoulder that really bothered you, you know, maybe you got hurt playing basketball as a kid or something like that. Mm-hmm. That cream would probably help like return some range of motion and kind of alleviate any sort of like daily pain. Got it, man. That I would recommend it for that. But yeah. yeah. I mean the height down for all that stuff right the hype of cbd though is like i don't know like whatever man like (laughs) the hype of anything really you know it's just like it's hype hype is hype you know i don't know hype is hype yeah but these guys are cool the company's called top cola 
top cola top cola they're awesome love yeah. it yeah, yeah yeah um but uh but yeah that's kind of like how i approached i st- i learned like like my buddy jordan really helped me learn how to how to tour in in like a better way mm-hmm. like a way that was like safer for my spirit and safer for my body like to have fun mm-hmm. and not like be so miserable cuz it used to be pretty like um it used to be pretty tough. Yeah. I mean, well, I was going to say, like, I always try to just, like, stick to, like, veggies. Smart. As much as possible. Yeah. Like. Really smart. On tour. Because like, you, you probably end up saying no to a lot of trash anyways when you yeah. do something like that. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Like, you get to a point. <laughs> I mean, dude, you know. Yeah. Like, you get to a point where you're just like, I can't do this anymore. That kind of thing. I am a trash can. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Dude, so the circle back, Bev Barr gave us these huge bags, and I used to get what Jordan called the snack attack every night, though. <laughs> so we'd, like, get to a hotel. At, like, snack attack? Snack attack at 2 a.m., and all of a sudden I would get hit with the munchies so hard. <laughs> totally sober, but just, like, all of a sudden just, like, oh, like ravenous. Well, you can smoke weed and be sober. Right. Well, I wasn't on weed. I wasn't on anything. Okay, gotcha. I was just totally like, okay, gotcha. let let's fucking go. Like two a.m. Mm-hmm. Like Dan's Dan's tummy's ready to shred. So it'd be like sitting in the hotel, like eating goji berries and chocolate covered <laughs> peanut butter pretzels, just like. Dude, that sounds so healthy. It makes me jealous. No, it's not healthy, dog. It's like salami and shit, cheese. Oh, I, th- <laughs> I thought you said goji berries a second ago. I did say goji berries, but there's all this other stuff too. <laughs> goji berries are great, sure. Salami, not so much, man. <laughs> my bad. No, you're good. It was delicious. <laughs> but yeah, the snack attacks like that. Like I used to leave tour a little skinnier by that last tour, man. I was like, no, nah, pretty much the same. <laughs> no matter how hard, like how much I would sweat during a show, or like how good we'd be, like during throughout the rest of the week them snack attacks kicked my ass it was awesome dude you guys always crushed every time i saw dude, you super fun man god <laughs> anyways man hey listen we've been at this for a hot minute you cool if we wrap it up mm-hmm. hey thanks for being on here man thank you i appreciate you yeah appreciate you too <laughs> all right dude i'll catch you later Thank you for checking out this episode of Dan of the Creators, and big thanks to my buddy Blake for hopping on. Be sure to follow him on Instagram at Tall Tale Talent. Uh, check him out, keep up with what he's doing, give him a follow, and uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Bye. Mm-hmm.